Hey everyone, I'm Renee Bennett. Consider me the girl next door, having conversations that will help challenge and shape your worldview in a culture that has turned our moral compass upside down and inside out. To chat with me further, come join me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. No topics are off limits. I'm really glad you're here. Now, on to today's episode. Hello guys, welcome to another episode of Girl Next Door. It's Renee here and I am so honored that you are joining me today. Thank you, like I say each week or most weeks, thank you to those of you who are sharing this podcast. Um, I really appreciate it and especially those that are doing the five-star reviews. I have a feeling Apple takes about a month or maybe reviews them on a monthly basis and then like approves them because it's like I don't see any new ones and all of a sudden they're like a three new ones up. So anyway, I haven't seen any since oh, I think December. So I don't know, maybe there's some more in the pipeline, but guys, honestly, there's a huge amount of written reviews there and I really, really, really appreciate it. So keep them coming. It just helps with visibility of um, the podcast, which I appreciate so much. Okay. Now guys, you might think, what on earth do I really want to listen to an episode about the dictionary? I mean, who cares about the dictionary? Guys, I think by the end of today, um, look, you're going to be a bit like me. I mean, I didn't really think that the dictionary was that important, but I've changed my mind and I just cannot believe the lengths that the progressive people of our society are going to, to get absolutely, it seems, everyone on board with their agenda, including the dictionary. I think they've become the new language police. So I really want to unpack today what is going on with the dictionary. It seems to be an unfolding kind of a thing. But when I was a kid, hey, I don't know about you guys, but we always had to use a printed edition of the dictionary all the time, right? Now, as a teacher, I will tell you, in a, at least in primary school, all of the kids at school have a, at least in junior primary school, you get given a printed junior dictionary, right? And mostly, well, in all the schools I've taught in, the primary school students as well. And I'm going to talk about that dictionary today because it's the same dictionary that is used in nearly every school in Australia, certainly in the public system. And uh, and my experience is it's also used in the private system. Anyway, to you guys, I, I don't know if you were going to laugh at this or if you're going to think this is really sad or if you're going to think, oh my gosh, this is memories. But we used to play dictionary games at school. Like it was the highlight of my day. There were two things. One was uh, heads down, thumbs up. That was just like total highlight if the teacher let us play that. And the other one was the dictionary game where the teacher would give us a word and whoever was the first one to find it had to stand up. I don't even think we got a prize. It was just for the love of being the first person to stand up and then you'd have to read out the meaning. Anyway, that's all my memories of the dictionary, but I've always taken it for granted that the dictionary, a little bit like the Bible, right? It holds all truth about the meanings of words. And I've never really stopped to think until recently, how on earth does a dictionary evolve, right? Because we clearly know that language evolves over time. So how does the dictionary evolve and who decides how it evolves, right? Now, I, after my little bit of research this week, am not so sure that it's evolving in the right direction or in an unbiased direction at least, 
but I am increasingly beginning to notice something about our humble dictionary. It seems to be involving, involving, evolving in one particular direction. And of course, like I said, that direction seems to be toward the progressive left. Now, many words that they're adding, or at least the ones that they let us know about, right? Because they add a lot of words each year, guys. It's very hard to kind of keep up with how many words they're adding. Um, But a lot of the words that they're adding are, surprise, surprise, to do with sexuality, gender identity, race, the environment, all of the woke issues that we hear about, and the definitions that they're updating, exactly the same. And get this, the words that they're deleting, well, you're going to find out in a moment, but they really are not meant to and do not delete words very often. But wait for it, you're going to be so surprised again that the words that are being deleted seem to be, some of them, pleasing this woke agenda. So I guess the big question that you have to ask is this, right? What is the purpose of a dictionary? Like a dictionary is just there to explain what language means unbiasedly. Or is the dictionary becoming yet another means to reinforce the acceptable leftist agenda for our culture. And from what I'm beginning to see, the dictionary seems to have become yet another part of society now shaping a leftist agenda. Now, you're going to see what I mean when I tell you the words that they have changed, deleted and added. For the first time ever, I am seeing that even the dictionary guys seems to have abandoned truth and adopted progressive harmful ideologies, especially when it comes to the changing of some of the meanings of words. I'm mind blown. This is going to shock you guys. So first of all, before we look at words that are deleted and changed and added, we've got to find out how the dictionary even works, right? So a little bit of, um, general knowledge for you guys. Now, according to the dictionary people themselves, a dictionary apparently is a book or electronic resource that lists the words of a language, typically in alphabetical order, and gives their meaning or gives the equivalent words in a different language, often also providing information on pronunciation, origin, and usage. Okay, so just remember that, all right? So that's what the dictionary is for. It's there just to simply list the words of a language and give their meaning, okay? But there are so many questions that I started to have as I thought about the dictionary, like who updates them? Because they're updated apparently many times a year. How is a new word added? Like who decides that? How is a word definition changed? And what? how are words deleted? Like why would a word be deleted? So a person who works on a dictionary, guys, is called a lexicographer. Okay, get that one. Get that one in your vocabulary. Lexicographer. I don't think I've ever in my 20-something years of teaching ever have a child go, when I grow up, uh, Mrs. Bennett, I'd like to be a lexicographer. However, that is the name of a person who works on the dictionary. So they write and update editions regularly. And like I said, several times a year. 
So let me explain how a dictionary works, okay? How do the words get added? How do definitions get changed? And how do words get deleted? All right, so the way that they get added, first of all, new words do not become real just because they get added to the dictionary, okay? A lexicographer can't go, oh, we want this word to become real. We're going to put it in. It's the other way around. They can only put in words that are already real. And there's four, like a filter of four different things that they look at to be able to add a word. So before they add a word, it has to be used by a lot of people. It has to be used by those people in largely the same way. The word seems likely uh, from having watched the word, it's likely to stick around. And number four, it's useful for general or for the general audience. Okay. So according to them, the dictionary has to reflect and respect the language of the people as they use it. So they don't make the rules about what makes up a word and what doesn't. They're just simply adding words that have got widespread use with an agreed meaning. Now, Every year, guys, between 800 to 1,000 words are added to the dictionary. That is massive, especially when you consider that very few words are deleted. Now, what about updating a definition? Because they have to update as uh, words start to mean different things, right? So, um, for example, um, the word wicked, right? The word wicked uh, used to mean evil and terrible, but now it can also mean, oh, that's really cool. And so again, they have to use exactly that same filter and go, okay, is this word being used by the widespread audience in a different way? And if so, they'll change the definition. And what about words being deleted? Well, the dictionary has got a rule, guys, that words very rarely should be deleted for two reasons. One is they like it to be a definitive, the dictionary this is, to be a definitive record of a word's place in the English language, right? So just because a word is no longer used, they want to keep it in there as a kind of a historical record. And the second reason they don't like to delete words is because if you are reading, for example, an historical 1920s novel, they want you to be able to look up a word that might not be used anymore and still find out the meaning. So that all sounds pretty reasonable, right? Until we dig a little deeper at which words are being added, which words are having their definitions changed, and why there are some really common and still in use words that are mysteriously being deleted. Remembering what their rule is, words should rarely be deleted, but very interesting the words that are being deleted, guys. Because it sounds to me like the dictionary is meant to be this unbiased resource, just giving and updating information on words. But on a deeper dig, it seems that the humble dictionary maybe is not so innocent. So let's look at deleted words to start with. Now, remember, words really are not meant to be deleted, even if they are not in use. Now, let's look at some words recently deleted from the Junior Oxford Dictionary. Now, this is the one I was talking about before that is used widely in the education setting in Australia in junior primary and primary schools. Now, this happened in 2007, right? But people didn't realize it and start uh, kind of protesting until 2017, 10 years later. I think because people just don't really think about the fact that words are taken out the dictionary. But it actually was a mum who discovered this when she was comparing a 1970s dictionary to one that she had. And she realized, what the heck? All these words were being deleted that were words to do with nature, 
uh, words to do with history and words to do with, wait for it, religion. Let's look at the religious words that were deleted. They were bishop, chapel, altar, saint, vicar, sin, devil, christen, and disciple, gone, all deleted. Now, the Daily Mail first picked this up and suggested the idea um, that maybe what's happening is we're now in a post-Christian nation. Now, this mother made a great point that while we understand that language evolves and we need to move on, you don't just cull a bunch of words that our very society was built on and that are still very important to many people. Remember the purpose of the dictionary to not delete words, right? To only add words that are being used widely and certainly not to delete words that are still widely used. So that is really interesting. So the dictionary seems to now be dictating to us. This seems to be dictating that, uh, you know, no longer are we in this spiritual uh, or spiritually based society. It seems to be dictating this move away from our spiritual background. And, and as you'll see in a moment, also there were words to do with nature and history as well. But I find it really interesting that there's a whole bunch of us called Christians and amongst the Catholic community and the Anglican community and the Uniting Church community, we still all use those words. We use those words. We use sin. We use bishop. We use the, uh, the word altar nearly every week. How interesting that they've deleted, allowed those words to be deleted. There's also a whole heap of nature words that have been deleted from the Junior Oxford Dictionary and replaced with modern concepts. So they've deleted words like goldfish, guinea pigs, hamster, herons, larks, and leopards. And they've added celebrity, vandalism, negotiate, interdependent, and creep. What a sad world, guys, like to take out the word goldfish, but put in the word creep, to take out the word guinea pig, but put in the word celebrity or vandalism. So I'm just wondering what message it is that the dictionary is sending us. They also deleted a bunch of words to do with history. Now, these are more to do with the British history, um, because remember, we share our language, right? The English language, obviously, with, with Britain, with the UK. And so these words are also gone. Coronation, Duchess, Duke, Empower, Empire, and Monarch. Pretty sure that all of those words are still used. Didn't our queen just die last year? Didn't we just talk extensively throughout the rest Western world about the monarchy? Haven't we just been hearing constantly about Harry and Meghan and we're seeing the word duchess and on and on. So why are these words being deleted when the dictionaries say that they do not delete words very often and certainly not words that are still in widespread use? This is ridiculous to me. This is concerning to me. So the reason for their deletion doesn't fit. Neither does it for the historical words. And just remember who they're going to get to first, right? Is the children in the education system. They're the ones that they work on brainwashing, right? Get to the young generation, start with the little ones. 
uh, it seems to be no mistake that they've removed historical um, words or religious words or even words about nature. Now, especially when we consider the fact that we know that the government are working towards uh, wanting to come away from being a British monarchy. So it makes sense, right? Watch this space, guys. Like, I bet your bottom dollar, I'll predict it here, I bet your bottom dollar there'll eventually be a referendum in the not-too-distant future uh, about whether we should, and I've talked about this before, but whether we should distance ourselves from the monarchy. So anyway, interesting. Maybe the dictionary is predicting it for us. Now, just to note, not all of the deletions have been concerning. There are other words that have been, uh, which which totally makes sense to me for being uh, deleted, like aerodrome, alienism, and brabble. I don't even know what a brabble is. Uh, and so those words, they make sense to me. We don't use those words anymore, but we still use those other words. We use the word goldfish. We use the word guinea pig. We use the word, you know, uh, monic. We use the word sin. So anyway, but well... Not everyone uses the word sin, but all of those who are religious do. So it just makes it even more suspicious to be removing words, albeit from the junior dictionary, um, because these words clearly are not obsolete. Okay, so that's a little bit on deleted words. What about when they change a definition of words? How are these definitions changed? Now, it's actually a lot harder to find anything on this, um, but we all know that different words start to mean different things over time. Like I said before, the word wicked, uh, that meant just evil, now can also mean really great or really good, which is bizarre. Now, in 2020, probably the most major dictionary uh, definition changes happened online. Um, And again, that makes sense because people mostly would use the online dictionary now. And so in 2020, dictionary.com made major changes to over 15,000 definitions, okay? And apparently, according to them, their changes were to reflect a less prejudiced language. So, of course, most of the changes that I could find were to come into alignment with current ideologies, okay? So, there were changes to the word black, homosexual. Uh, They wanted to reflect the massive changes that we saw in society around 2020 and to make sure that people, and I quote someone from the dictionary that was quoted in an article, they wanted to make sure people find the meaning they need, It sounds to me like the dictionary is trying to not be cancelled by being all things to all people. The revisions were to words that, according to them, touch us on a personal level, such as our identity and our mental health. I didn't know that the dictionary had so much consideration for our feelings. They also added over 640 words to do with race and ethnicity and environmental issues, as well as abbreviations used on social media. But a a bit more on this in a moment. I just want to look at the changes in definition. So again, this pushing of progressive ideologies is happening at the deepest levels of society. Here we see it in our dictionaries, including the junior dictionaries used by our youngest children being educated in our schools. Now, it's interesting on Facebook the other week, Queensland Health, right? You meant to be able to trust Queensland Health. They did a post reminding uh, reminding you to have your HPV, formerly known as pap smear, uh, sorry boys if you're listening, uh, but to go have your HPV test, right? Now, it didn't say, hey girls, or a reminder for women. No, 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 no. It was a reminder for a, if you were a person with a cervix. Like, what is that? What the heck is going on? 
because the last time I checked, only women have a cervix. That is biological truth. But when we see our health supposed experts no longer saying the truth, but propaganda and lies, we are in trouble as a society. So let's look at some of the definitions that have changed. So uh, I'll probably be mostly looking at the Merriam-Webster and the Oxford Dictionary. And clearly, I cannot talk about 15,000 individual words and how the definitions have changed. So I just want to point out a few. But the Merriam-Webster Dictionary updated the word they, T-H-E-Y. And now the word also apparently uh, the meaning is that it can be used as a pronoun for non-binary. Okay, that's the update. Now, the Oxford Dictionary has updated the word woman after claiming that their definition was sexist. Previously, the definition was limited to, and I quote, a man's wife, girlfriend, or lover. It's been updated to a person's wife, girlfriend, or female lover. Oh my gosh. Cambridge Dictionary have also redefined woman as an adult female human being, all right, which is what it was before, an adult female human being, but they've added an adult who lives and identifies as female, despite having been said to have a different sex at birth. Can you wrap your head around that? So a woman, according to the Cambridge Dictionary, is an adult who lives and identifies as female, despite having been said to have a different sex at birth. I'm so confused. Like, where's, where's the biological truth going here? Now, the dictionary also cited some examples according to the new definition. You know how they give examples? So this was their example. She was the first trans woman elected to a national office. And Mary is a woman who was assigned male at birth. Okay, now the Merriam-Webster added a clause to the definition of female and girl. Up until recently, Merriam-Webster defined girl as a female child from birth to adulthood, a daughter, a young woman, a single or married woman of any age, a sweetheart. And they've also added to that definition a person whose gender identity is female, okay? They added, uh, and then they added to female, having a gender identity that is the opposite of male. What does that even mean? I, I literally read this stuff and I go, I can't get my head around it. I understand like the original definitions, but these additions, having a gender identity that is the opposite of the male. Wasn't that female? I don't know. I looked up some others to see how far that this has gone. Now, thank the Lord that a cervix is still okay, right? Sorry if you're a boy listening, but a cervix is still the narrow lower part of a woman's uterus. Except that's kind of confusing when you think about the new update of the word woman, because if you're a male that identifies as a woman, you don't have a uterus. So how does that definition work? And the womb is the part inside a woman's body where a baby grows, right? So they, those haven't changed. But yet, according to the new um, definition of a woman, that doesn't make sense at all. Because if I'm a man identifying as a woman, 
I don't have a womb, so you can't say that it's inside a woman's body. So why haven't they changed the meanings of cervix and womb? Well, my best guess would be because the activists haven't gotten around to jumping up and down about those words yet, right? Like they've just jumped up and down about the word woman and male and female and girl and boy. So dictionaries like the Cambridge and the Oxford have not changed definitions because the words really mean something else. Like if that was the case, they would have had to go on to change all the definitions to do with male and female body parts. So they've changed the ones that have made the activists mad. That's what they've done. But don't worry, the activists seem to love to be mad. So I literally have no doubt that they'll soon get onto those definitions of things like a cervix and a womb and all the other female body parts. Okay, but finally, let's look at words that have been added. Okay, so I mentioned earlier that the dictionary is updated very regularly. I think it's about three or four times a year. So it's really hard to keep up uh, with every edition and all versions of the dictionary. Um, So, but let me just tell you a few of them again. Amongst words like YouTube has been added or words like Ripple or TGIF or webinar, podcast, but we've also got words like gender non-conforming, that's been added, top surgery, bottom surgery, which is kind of like weird to me too, because usually words in a dictionary is just like a one-off word. Now we've got phrases being added, which is kind of interesting. Now the Oxford added anti-gay, demisexual, multisexual, pan-gender, and uh, top and bottom, which apparently now are referring to something to do with partner bondage and submission, which literally just like blows my mind. Um, Dictionary.com, they've added the word, get this one, heteropatriarchy. Heteropatriarchy. That's a really good one. What is that meant to mean? Apparently that's the hierarchical society or culture dominated by heterosexual males whose characteristic bias is unfavorable to gay people and females. Shivers. Now we don't just have the patriarchy, we've got the heteropatriarchy. That's intense. They've also added the word thruple, like couple but with a T-H-R, which is, oh, this is gross, three people who are involved with each other. You know, someone told me about that the other day. I can't remember who it was. Like it was a high schooler that goes to school and said, oh, yeah, no, that's a thing. They had someone at school that was dating a male and a female at the same time. I'm like, what? What the heck? So anyway, guys, when it comes to the dictionary, I'm not quite sure which way it is. Is it the chicken or the egg? Is the dictionary just reflecting society or is it now taking an active role in shaping it? Do you know the fastest word ever to be added to the dictionary ever in history? Guess what? Guess what that word is? Have a guess. I'll give you a second. Do, do, do. It's COVID-19. It only took 35 days for COVID-19 to be added to the dictionary. Now, normally it takes words years. How did they know it would be a word that would be forever ingrained in society? And don't even get me started on the words that they've added about the climate. We've now got, again, all these beautiful phrases, climate denier, climate skeptic, 
and climate denialism, which just infuriates me. It used to be that science was meant to be debated and questioned, but now if you question it, you're literally called names by the dictionary. That is crazy. And yet there is as much science around to suggest the climate is not in a crisis. But as I've spoken on before, when we're told that the science is clear and trust the science and 99% of scientists agree, we're actually really only talking about a small select kind of scientist, namely the climate scientist. So it just blows my mind that here is the dictionary now shaming people. Like, can you imagine if today's dictionary was given to a person who lived back in the early 1900s or even the 1950s or 1960s. Imagine having to explain all of these words and phrases to them, right? Like that'd be like, what's going on in society in 2020s? They'd be reading all those crazy words that I've just read out to you. Now, I'm not against change or evolving language, but it is making uh, me wonder, you know, are all of these words making us better as a society? as a whole, because it seems not. Nothing is absolute anymore. There's no definitive truth anymore. In fact, things are just getting plain nuts. So I thought I'd have a little go uh, just towards the end here of um, seeing if I could like put all these words together for you uh, and see if I've gotten this right. Like I've put a little uh, collage together of some of the new words that have popped up in society. Let's let, have a listen. Okay, so the word sin is deleted because it's offensive apparently to a generation. However, what is acceptable is to find a safe space and pick your gender from the hundreds that apparently exist or don't have a gender and then be in a relationship with one person or two or a thruple if you fancy, and remember to judge people by the color of their skin and watch out for the heteropatriarchy. Oh, except also remember at the same time that the patriarchy is made up of males, but males are a social construct. Oh, except if you want to identify as a male, then that's okay. Also be sure that you're not anti-gay or anti-vax, but be sure to be pro-abortion and not pro-life because it's a woman's right to choose. Of course, that includes you if you are a trans man who identifies as a man, but you also have a uterus. Like, is that crazy? I'm just blown away at what's happening to society. Guys, do you know what my conclusion is? We need some conservative lexicographers. We need some common sense people working in the dictionaries. Maybe we need like an Elon Musk at the Oxford Dictionary. We need some like conservative. We need some young kids to be like, what do you want to be when you're older? I want to be a lexicographer and bring back some conservative language into the dictionaries. We need some courageous, brave people to stand up in every area of society and say enough. Enough of destroying our Christian Judeo values that our society was built on. Enough of destroying a generation. Enough of brainwashing through our education system. And enough of us standing by and watching the complete uh, decline of our nation. 
So I thought to finish off, guys, I might make up a new word. Do you know you can actually Google um, if you want a new word to be added to the dictionary? They actually give you advice on what to do. Like you just got to pretty much like keep using that word and make it widespread until it catches on. So I thought that I would come up with a couple of new words myself. What do you reckon? How about common sensophobia? Do you reckon that's a good one? Common sensophobia. And here's the definition. A person who has an aversion to common sense. I thought that was a good one. Or here's my last one. What about anti-society? I think that's a good one. Definition, those determined to destroy society through the tearing down of the values that make it strong. What about you guys? Could you think up some of your own words? Who would have thought that the Humble Dictionary had so much um, controversy and propaganda going on in it? I'm really, really shocked about this. So, uh, and, and no doubt, like I said, guys, I've hardly touched the surface here because so many words uh, were added to dictionary.com in 2020. So go and look that up for yourself. And I've no doubt you're going to, you know, some of them are innocent. Okay. Like I'm not saying every word added and every word deleted, uh, and every definition that's changed is, uh, you know, um, is crazy. There's a lot of just normal, you know, kind of stuff that's been going on with the dictionary or, you know, just normal kind of words that have been taken or, or added, but there are an awful lot that seem to be, um, filled with woke progressive ideologies. And then our kids are reading them in black and white in the junior dictionary. In fact, that's one thing that I actually wanted to do these holidays. I want to go and buy a copy of the junior dictionary and actually have a look at, uh, you know, I talked about the words that have been deleted, but I'm, and a few that have been added, but I'm wondering like any parents listening right now, can you, if you've got that dictionary, can you go check it out and just have a look and see what are the definitions of maybe like girl or boy or gender in there? I'd be really interested because remember, these are our children. We've got to start standing up for our children. Anyway, guys, thank you for joining me on that crazy ride today, which I can't even wrap my head around some of these definitions. Um, Make sure you come and join me on Friday for Parenthood. I'm going to tell you the one app you need on your phone um, to... Uh, when it comes to your kids uh, for your own sake, but also some something really safe that your kids can be uh, looking at as well. So come and join me then. Um, also, Cameron and I are going to be doing a parenting seminar in Melbourne in June. We've been invited to do that. So um, no, I don't normally tell you guys where, where I'm going to be. I'm also going to be actually in Melbourne in May as well. I don't normally talk about my travels, but um, I thought I was really excited about a parenting seminar. It's something that I've, um, I really want to look into a little bit more, but anyway, that's for Friday. So come join me then. Love you guys. Thank you for listening and have a great week. Bye.